Okay. Welcome to the Valley of Grace podcast, helping women reclaim their power and identity so they will know they are enough. And today I have a special guest with me, and it's Elizabeth Olujemi. And she's going to start off by telling the audience her life story. Hello, thank you for having me on your show. I am excited to be here and I hope that from my story and everything we're going to talk about today that somebody will take something um, from it to help them get to a better place from where they're at right now. My story, so I grew up in Uganda Hmm. and at the age of about 15, my family moved to England. And literally, we started a lot, we started our lives in England, and wow. we've been in England since then. Okay. Um, so yeah, so coming from two different backgrounds and now living in a different culture, um, I guess I had to merge the two cultures together or find a way of merging the two cultures together um, as I was growing up. So my childhood was in Uganda, but my teenage life was in England. Mm-hmm. Um, and as we speak today, I am married to a Nigerian. Um, really? Was born in England, spent his teenage years in Nigeria, but came back to England. So I've got a mix of cultures in my house. Oh, wow. Um, so he he grew up in England. Uh, he was born and grew up in England. Is that, that what you, okay. But he, was born, he was born in England and okay. went to Nigeria to spend his teenage years so he could pick up a bit right. more of the culture. Exactly. And then he came back. Then came back. Wow. Isn't that something? But he's from Nigeria and you're from Uganda. Yes. Okay. Okay. So just to give a bit more to my story. So I am a church girl. Mm-hmm. My dad's a pastor. So I've always been in and I've always been in church. So my life has always revolved around church. Right. Um, So I did my secondary school here and went to university here as well. Mm -hmm. At university, I studied electrical engineering. Um, And now I am currently running my business as a life coach. Hmm. So it's a big jump from being an engineer to now running a business as a coach. Um, but to add to that story, at university, I studied engineering and mm-hmm. that went fine. It was something I could do. It was something that flowed with me. Um, so I thought, why not do it? But when I finished studying that and I graduated, I looked for engineering jobs. And at the time, I couldn't find an engineering job. So wow. I started working in a bank. Okay. And that was fine. It mm-hmm. was fine. It was it was okay. So it was for the moment. So it was yes. one of those moments where you feel like you're in transition and mm-hmm. you need to carry you through before you get to the next step. Yes. That's what I felt like at that time. But when I was in that moment, I started to realize, I started to grow more self-aware. Mm-hmm. I started to realize certain things about myself things that I enjoyed doing, what my passion really was, what I really wanted to do. Okay. So at one point I sat down and asked myself certain questions and said, so you're looking for an engineering job because that's what you've studied, but is that where you want to end up? 
Is mm. that the future you desire for yourself? Is that something you're passionate about? And this and is when you were in the transition time that you started thinking about this. Exactly. Wow. And as the thoughts came in my mind, I, you know, did some self-searching, prayed about it, and looked through the Bible as well and, and used that to pivot off. And I started to realize that actually my passion is working with people. Gotcha. So if I'm going to do engineering and work in an engineering job, mm-hmm. How much access do I have to work with people? Because right. I don't want to wake up each day and go and do a job that I'm not passionate about. Oh, my word. Isn't that the truth? To do a day in, day out? The mm-hmm. routine. That is life. That's life for some people. That's right. That's the right. That is life for some people. That is true. But I don't want to wake up each day and say, I don't feel like going to work today. <laughs> I want to wake up and know that, yes, I'm doing something that matters, something that I'm passionate about, something that brings change and adds value to people. Right. So at that time, I thought, okay, you want to work with people. So you're working in a bank right now. That's a customer service environment. So you get to serve people. Yes. So that moment of transition stretched out longer than I initially wanted it to because Mm -hmm. I started to realize I want to serve people. I want Mm -hmm. to work with people. Mm -hmm. A few years down the line, I later got a job in a legal firm. And while I was there, it was fine. It was comfortable. It was for the season. Right. That particular role allowed me to be flexible with the things I was doing outside of work. Exactly. And what was I doing outside of work? I was serving in church. So I was I was feeding that, I was serving people, but not from a job capacity. And so a few, a few years after I started that role, I decided, you know what? I need to go back into the financial services. Mm. So I went back to the bank. Right. Um, thankfully, the opportunity came at just the right time and it was just what I needed for where I was at. Hmm. You know, the kind of job that you get and you realize this was God's timing. This was God sent because it ticked all the boxes. You know, that particular job I got at the time required me to drive 60% of the time. Right. I love driving. So for mm. me, that was like, yes. <laughs> and it got, me to, it got me to work with, to meet new people every time I'm right, out. Right. That's what I love. That's mm-hmm. that, that's really going out there, meeting new people. So I was excited. And so I started that journey. Right. This time last year, my company decided, you know what? We want to reduce the number of staff. Hmm. And just like everywhere else in the world, we were going through the pandemic and time had slowed down. So it hadn't slowed down literally, but in our minds, time had slowed down because yes. we didn't have to be rushing up and down. True. You know, everything was virtual. Everything was virtual. Yeah. So I only <laughs> had to rush to one room. I wasn't having to rush to another building. Mm-hmm. 
But that allowed time to reflect and time to think. So when the opportunity came where my company was offering people the chance to leave the company. Right. I was like, hang on a minute. This is interesting. This is interesting. Because I like my job. It's flexible. Mm -hmm. Actually, does it really feed to my passion? Does it really feed to my desire, to who I have been created to be? Right. Does it really feed to that? And I decided, I prayed about it, spoke to my husband, and I decided it was time to step out of the nine to five cycle and launch my business. Mm -hmm. So I did what I needed to do, left the job, and started a business. My business is called Dare to Believe Coaching Limited. Mm. Why Dare to Believe? Dare to Believe because it was me taking a step of faith to dare to believe God. Yes. I absolutely love that phrase. And it's a phrase that God has had me on for the past couple of years. One of the reasons why I just want to kind of focus on that is because Some of us don't believe. Mm -hmm. We don't believe that we are who God says we are. True. We don't believe that we deserve what he says we deserve. True. So we go to church and we sing and we make these declarations, but deep down inside, we don't believe it. Isn't that the truth? We sing, like you said, we're singing. We're saying our daily affirmations. But like you say, deep down inside, there comes to a point in time, like, do I believe that the word of God, what it says is, is what's deep rooted in my soul? Right. Am I living that out? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's evident in our actions. It's evident in our speech. Mm-hmm. Some of us will go and pray. We're like, God, give me this mountain. God, do this. Go do that. And when God asks you to take a step, you're too scared to take a step. That's true. Yeah. But if you're trusting God, can you dare to believe that if he has asked you to do something, he's got your back? That's true. Yeah. Can you dare to believe that God has put in you everything that you need for the season that he's leading you into? Mm hmm. You're right. He will give us what we need when we need it. Mm hmm. He makes all things beautiful in their time. Amen. Amen. And so mm-hmm. I took the step and, and I did it. And if somebody asked me today, would you make that decision again? A hundred times I would. Yes. Because now I wake up in the morning and no one has to tell me, go do this, go do that. No one has to tell me this is what you're doing today. I decide what I want to do today. Man. I'm, I'm, I'm more in control of everything that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm doing things that I'm passionate about. So in my business, I coach women to go from a place of surviving to thriving. Man. To see the transformation that these ladies go through, it brings joy to my heart. Oh, for sure. Yes. And it helps me to know that, yes, you are in the right place. Mm-hmm. In our in 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 our journey, my my journey, yes, it's different and it's it's unique. It's different from the people listening, but we go through the same seasons. We go through the same phases. 
we go through the same issues mm-hmm. but along the along along the journey of life can you answer the fundamental questions can you believe in the one who created you the one who has brought you this far mm-hmm. some of us have dreams but we never step out on our dreams because wow. we think we don't deserve the dream because we think we're not good enough but who gave you that dream who put that dream in your heart amen if god put the dream inside of you guess what he has qualified you for it isn't that the truth yep that is so true i always I tell the ladies i work with we we pre-qualify with the keys to the kingdom yes Exactly. And he will lead you, he will guide you, he will position you, but you have to yield to him. Mm-hmm. You have to let him have his way. Right, right. And the way you he have wants to let to do go. Mm-hmm. And let yep. God. That process that doesn't feel good, does it? When we're going through the process of getting to where he wants us to be, you know? And uh, yeah, it doesn't feel good. <laughs> so, so yeah, in terms in terms of my story, that's a snippet of my journey. Mm-hmm. Um, I live in London with my husband and my two year old, almost almost turning three. Oh. Um, so I'm I'm on a very interesting journey right now. So um, with with what I do now, mm-hmm. I I have flexibility to do all that God has put in me to release it, mm-hmm. to be all that God has called me to be. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm available to do ministry. I'm available to do business. I'm available if a brother or a sister needs me. Because, because your schedule I, is so open. Yeah. The way yes. your schedule is, it's like you can set your own schedule, which is a beautiful thing, isn't it? I love being able to set my own schedule. It is. It is. So I, I am grateful to God for the path that he has had me on and the path that I am still on. But just to encourage someone out there, there's more to you. There Mm -hmm. is more to your story. There's more to where you are. Right. So don't think, don't think that you have arrived. Even me in this moment, I haven't arrived because there is more that the world is yet to see of me. There is more shining that needs to happen. Mm-hmm. So there's always there's always room for more. We should never get to a place where we get comfortable, we get complacent, and we we start to say, after all, this is all I'm good for. Right. That's never the place to be. Mm-hmm. That's never the place to be. But you have to believe and you have to be ready to take the steps. Amen. Yes, amen. Mm-hmm. I agree. Now, in your opinion, why do you think um, women stay in unhealthy relationships for so long? That's a good question. And I've been I've been reflecting on that question. I've been reflecting on it. Uh And for me, the fundamental issue is a self-esteem issue. Mm. Gotcha. I've, I've spoken to some ladies in the past. And I've had what I would call God encounters with some women. One time I encountered a lady who was in an abusive relationship. Hmm. I didn't know her at all. I just bumped into her on the street. Really? She was in tears. 
and I was drawn to her. Hmm. And we started talking and she told me her story. And in my heart of hearts, I was saying, why are you still in this relationship? Mm -hmm. But the truth is, when someone doesn't believe they're good enough for better, they will never try for better. Mm -hmm. So if someone thinks this is all I'm good for, that's where they're going to settle. They can't see beyond it. Exactly. Yep. If you don't see the beauty and the treasure in yourself, you will remain in the wrong relationship. You will remain in a toxic relationship because you will think that that's what you deserve. That is so true. And yet it isn't. You deserve better. You deserve more. Amen. You know, I, I like to tell ladies that when God created us, God doesn't create inferior beings. No, (laughs) not at all. Neither does he make mistakes. No. He didn't say, I'm going to create Elizabeth so she can be a doormat to somebody or be somebody's punching bug. There you go. Amen. He did it. No. He created me beautifully and wonderfully. He created me and he was happy with what he had created. Amen. Mm -hmm. He created me and he had a plan and a purpose in mind. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't for you to be a punching bag. Amen. That wasn't for you to be on the receiving end of abuse. Amen. So when you, when you realize who you are, when you realize your value, because that's what it is. We don't value ourselves when we stay in toxic relationships. That is true. When we stay in unhealthy relationships, we don't value ourselves. We do not. Amen. Mm -hmm. But you are valuable. You are valuable. Regardless of what people are saying around you, you are a person of value. You just need to discover it. Amen. Mm -hmm. So, In response to the question, I think for me, um, when people stay in unhealthy relationships, when ladies stay in unhealthy relationships, it's because they don't think they deserve better and they don't value themselves. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, I can see that. Like you said, they don't, you know, th- this is all I deserve. Yep. Yep. What I'm in now is what I deserve. Yep. There you go. I got you. So what would you say if someone came up and asked you, what is your definition of an empowered new chapter of life? An empowered new chapter of life. Yes. To me, that gives me the idea of I'm taking the power. I'm taking back the power to me. Mm -hmm. And what that looks like to me is, Somebody who understands who they are. Mm. Somebody who knows their value. Yes. And somebody who knows whose they are. Yes. So if I know I am royalty, if I know that I am a daughter of the most high God, if I know that I am beautifully and wonderfully made, if I know that I deserve more, mm-hmm. then I'm taking back the power from anyone else that wants to say any negativity to me. 
Amen. I'm empowering myself. Mm -hmm. I'm believing in myself because I'm valuing me. And when someone values themselves, you can see it, you can hear it, you can smell it. Yes. You can see it about them. Mm -hmm. But if someone doesn't value themselves or lacks the confidence, it's evident. It's evident. That is so true. An empowered life is one where I know who I am. So I know my identity. Right. I understand my purpose. So I know what I'm here for. And I understand whose I am. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, those, are, those are the three, the three key things when it comes to living that empowered life. Because when you when you know those three things, mm-hmm. there's no stopping you. That is true. Yep. Come we we know who we you. are, who we belong to. You're right. There's no stopping you. You're like, hey, I got my keys to the kingdom and I'm I'm gone. <laughs> <laughs> You know what to say yes to. You know what to say no to. True. You know what to walk away from. You know the people that don't deserve you. There you go. There you go. Yep. Yeah. You know where your your voice can be heard. Yes, you're right. Yep. There's a certain confidence that we get from the Lord when we know who we are. Like you said, we just don't put up with with any mess. We don't put up with any old thing. We just like. That's it. Right. I'm, I'm not putting up with this. <laughs> and that's for every situation, right? When we got in the power of the chapter of life, like you say, it, it's not just one every, like, and it just spills over into every area, like a domino effect, you know? Yeah. Once you know your value and your worth, like you say it, you know, you're invincible with the Lord. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and like you said, it's, it's, it's beyond just your spiritual life. Yes. It's about every area. It's about relationships. Right. It's about, you know, it's, it's about um, the sort of things that you settle for. Right. Right. Yes. You won't set, like you said, whether it's jobs, whether it's relationships, you know, whether it's picking a church to attend, you know, if you decide to go back to school, what school you go to, you know, interacting with people in the grocery store where you know who you are you know you don't have to put up with certain things. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And you you know how to respond when some people say certain things. They sure You sure do. Yes. Instead of sitting back. Because there are some times in life where the best thing to do is to be quiet. But there are other times in life where you're just like, no, I need to set up a boundary. You know, I need to let this person know they out of line. Say it in love and move on. Whereas before, if you don't know who you are, well, I just I'm just going to sit here and let this person just do whatever they want to do to me. You see exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. And like, like you mentioned about just responding to certain things, I tell some friends, pick your battles. Right, right. Some of it is not worth it. It's, it's, it's not. Mm-hmm. And when you know your value and your worth, you know that it's not, not every battle requires your response. There you go, right? <laughs> some stuff you just like, you know what? I'm going to leave that right there. You know, they can think whatever they want, but I'm just not going to even go there with them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Because the world that we live in, not everybody's for you. Right. That is true. So 
there'll be some voices. There'll be some people saying things about you. Mm-hmm. But do you know what? When you know who you are, you know whose you are, you know what you're here for, you stay in your lane and you do what you got to do. Right, right. You don't worry about competing against somebody else in their race because what you're doing is running your own race and you're getting That's better at, at you in your own race. <laughs> you exactly. running against... Ten year, uh, who you were ten years ago, who you were fifteen years ago, five. You know what I'm saying? Five years ago, that's who you running up in a race against, making sure you're better than that person. <laughs> exactly, exactly, and mm-hmm. and that's what that's what living an empowered life for me is about. Yes, because I really I really like the idea of me taking back the power. And mm-hmm. there's so there's so many women out there. Maybe there's there's a lady listening today. You're hearing this and you're thinking, I've allowed so many voices to speak over me. Right. So I need to discover me. Mm-hmm. You might be in that place. You need to take back the power. Right. You've allowed yep. situations mm-hmm. to define you. Hmm. You've allowed the voices around you to define you. And right. now You've lost your identity. You, 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 you don't value yourself because you're just basing, you're just basing your value on what people are saying about you. Yes. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they did not create you, Amen. they don't know your true value. Yes, that is true. You know, I, I love the scripture that says that there is treasure within this earthen vessel. Mm. That scripture really touches my heart because it helps me to know that there is treasure on the inside of me. Amen. It sure is. One man's treasure might not be every other man's treasure. But the fact is there is treasure. Mm -hmm. You might not see it as treasure, but somebody else will. Right. So if you don't see it as treasure, it's okay. I'm not for you. I will find my tribe. There you go. Mm-hmm. But you need to know, first of all, that there is treasure. There is treasure. There's something Amen. good about you. There's right. something valuable about you. Mm-hmm. And that's where that's where the power comes in. Mm-hmm. That's where the empowerment comes in. Amen. It's when you when you understand that. Yes. It, it, it gives you it gives you it gives you like a new lease of life. Mm-hmm. Once you understand that, right. Yeah, like you said, who you are, that treasure that's inside. Yeah. And I'm Mm. sure it even sends the adrenaline just rushing in your body. Right. You say, yeah, thank you, Jesus. Yes, I know who I am and I know what you've called me to do. Mm -hmm. And I can walk in that. Not what you've called somebody else to do, but what you've called me to do. Exactly, because in today's society, we are we're in competition against each other. We are trying to look like so and so. We see their picture on social media, and we think, "I want to be like that." Mm-hmm. I've got to do my hair like that. I've got to dress like she dressed. I got to go to the places she goes to. Yes, you know. And, that's, and that's do you? No, do you? <laughs> like they have to say, "You do you, boo." <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Because. Mm-hmm. The world doesn't need another Elizabeth. The world doesn't need another Katina. They need no. they need you. They need you to be you. Yes. 
They Thank need you. you. So, so, so do, do the right thing and show up with your yes. true version of yourself, your uniqueness. Right. Mm-hmm. And just shine in it. Shine in it. Amen. Just shine in it. Shine in it. Amen. I love that. Now, do you think that um, community plays a role in healing from past hurts? And then has community played a role for you? I would say definitely. Okay. I would say definitely because when we go through that season or that moment where we are hurting, mm-hmm. the voices that we're listening to are crucial. Mm. The voices that we're listening to matter. Okay. If you listen to the wrong voices, you can end up depressed. True. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the right voices, those voices can can help you come out of that season. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's like walking around and you're blindfolded, but you're trying to get somewhere. Yes. And the voices around you are guiding you to where you need to get to. Amen. If you have the right voices, the right community, the right association around you, they will help you to get there. Now, they say that, you know, you look around, the five people closest to you, that's who you're going to be like. That's true. So that speaks to a sense of community. It does, doesn't it? The community around you can affect who you become. Yes, it, yes, amen. Like you said, the five people we're hanging out with the most, that you know, whoever we're hearing in our head and hanging around, whatever spiritual things they have on them, that that come, that moves over into our area. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, so from that perspective, I would say community really matters. Yes. Now, when you're when you're dealing with heart and dealing with pain, you need to go through it for yourself. Mm-hmm. But you also need the support of the people around you. True. Yes. So that's not to say that you can't go through it by yourself. You can't. But it makes it better to have the right community around you. Mm -hmm. The support system. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I I remember a few years ago, this is just going to speak to the the power of community. Mm -hmm. A few years ago, um, my brother passed away. Mm. Sorry to hear that. He was 25 at the time. Wow. At the time, I was, I think I was 21 at the time. And when it happened, there was an overwhelming sense of community around us. Hmm. So at the time it happened, I lived in a different city. Me and my sister lived in a different city, and my other brother lived lived in a different city to where my parents were. Hmm. So it took us a couple of hours to get to where my parents were. Okay. At the time it happened to get to our house. But when we got there, there was a crowd of people in the house. Wow. There was a crowd of literally one person told one person, told one person, told one person, they dropped what they were doing and they came to be with us. Mm. They came to comfort us. Mm-hmm. 
They came to mourn with us. Mm. They came to grieve with us. Wow. Now, that's not to say that I did not, that we as, as a family didn't have to go through our own process. Mm-hmm. But it made it better and lighter to have people go through it with us. Mm-hmm. So but, that when we felt down, mm-hmm. they would help us lift us up. Amen. And that's what wow. community does. When you have the right community around you, they lift you up. They sure do, don't they? Yeah. When I think of community, one of the stories I like to refer to in the Bible is the story of the paralyzed man mm-hmm. who had four friends. Yes. That was community right there. That was community. You're right. Yes. That's the right kind of community you need. Oh, my word, yes. They lifted him up so he could be right there with the Savior in hopes that he would be healed. Yes, amen. They they saw his pain. Mm-hmm. They knew he needed healing. Right. They knew, he, they knew his inability. They knew he couldn't get to the Savior by himself. Mm. Wow. They didn't stand back and do nothing. They didn't stand back and just feel sorry for him. They didn't just say, oh, we're going to pray for you, my brother. Don't worry, we'll go see Jesus and we'll pray for you. Mm-hmm. They took him to Jesus. Mm. They took wow. him to Jesus. Right. Wow. They dug a hole in the roof. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of community you need. Community that will break their back to just be there for you. Isn't that the truth? Yes, literally. Yes, like you community say. Community that can set aside their own agenda. Right. To support you in mm-hmm. your time of weakness. Yes. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I think the time that we live in, People don't want to share when they're down. That is true. They don't want to share when they're hurting. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy for them to say, when I was down, you were not there for me. But I didn't know you didn't share it with me. You didn't tell right. me. You didn't right. invite me into, into it. Mm-hmm. When my brother passed away, we could have kept it a secret and not told anybody. Right. Mm-hmm. And then they wouldn't be there for us. We wouldn't see the power, the strength of community. Right. Oh, yes. So true. Because like I said, we got home that night and the house was full. Mm. We didn't have to lift a finger. There was food. Like anything that we needed, someone had gone and done shopping, made sure there was everything that was needed. Wow. So they, they went all out and above. Hands and feet of Jesus. They, they went all out. They sure did. And it, it, it speaks of the culture that I come from as well. Mm-hmm. But beyond that, just the, the, the heart of compassion. You know, the Bible talks about Jesus being moved with compassion. Yes. Now, going back to this scenario of my brother passing away why community for us was so powerful is community rallied around us in every aspect, not just in prayer, in every way. Mm -hmm. To the extent that they, everyone was giving financially. 
to make sure that mm. we had the finances to give my brother a good send-off. Got you. Wow. So it wasn't just, I hear you, brother. I hear you, sister. I feel you. I feel your pain. I'll pray for you. But it was, I'm here. How can I serve you? How can I be there for you? Amen. Now, that is the community that we need, but it's also the community that we need to be. That is true. Reciprocate. Yes. Yes. You know, the, Bible talks about, yes. the Bible talks about someone who, who, who needs a friend, someone who's friendly. You must first be friendly. So if you want community to be able to rally around you, be that community to someone else. That is true. If you know someone that's hurting, don't just say, I'm going to pray for you. What right. else can you do? Right, right, right. And you know, you know how it speaks of in scripture. You got all of these coats, cloaks, so I forgot how they refer to it. And then somebody come and say, I need this. And you say, oh, well, brother, be filled. But we got 10. You see what I'm saying? So we're not, you know, like you said, we'll send, I pray for you, be filled. But we got what somebody needs and we can't let that go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I think that once you find the right community, it makes a difference. It does. I it agree. makes a difference because yeah. some of us have been hurt by community. Some people have been hurt by community. Mm-hmm. So they, yep. they, they've, they've closed themselves up. Yep, they closed up and say, that's it. I'm not going to, yep, put my heart they're, out there. I'm hurting. not going to be vulnerable. Yeah, they're hurt. They're hurting. Mm-hmm. But they've closed themselves up. True. So we we need to be sisters, mothers, aunties who provide that sense of community to those around us. Mm-hmm. Because we just don't know when that moment of hurting is going to come and you need community around you. You sure do. Yeah. We can't do it all by ourselves. Like you said, even though we have to go through our own healing process, you got to have support in that. Mm-hmm. And yes. have, having the right support system, it makes a difference. Oh, my it word. Yes. You're right. There you go. Not just having it, but having the right system. That is so true. Uh, I would love for you to talk about how uh, our unworthiness slash not enoughness can impede our faith. That's, that's, that's a good one. So when we talk about our faith, um, just to clarify, we are talking about that faith and trust and belief in God. Exactly. That's, that's, that's a really good one because when we think that we're unworthy, we can't trust him. Mm-hmm. We can't trust him. Amen. Yeah. And sometimes it's because we've been through certain things mm-hmm. and we're looking to see his footprints. We're looking to see his hands and his feet in those situations that we've been through Mm -hmm. because we have a perception of him. Right. We have a perception of how he should manifest himself. And we feel like, God, you didn't come through for me. Where were you? 
Right, right. And so we get to that, we, some of us get to that stage where we think, maybe he doesn't really quite love me after all. Mm-hmm. Maybe because of everything that I have done, because of mm. everything in my past. Right. Because of the guilt that I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Maybe, 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 maybe I'm, I'm not worthy. Yep. But when we read the parable of the good shepherd, mm-hmm. when we sing the song, Reckless Love, mm. what are we singing about? Mm. Because us feeling unworthy is not a question of God's character. Right. It's not a question of who is he. It's, it's you. It's, it's in your head. It's mm-hmm. the voices you're listening to. It's the thoughts yep. that you're allowed to take root. And the Bible says, take every thought captive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Does, does the thought align with his word? Right. Because mm-hmm. if it doesn't, then chuck it away. Right. Get rid of the stinking thinking. <laughs> there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I it would be it would be interesting if, if we were talking to someone who said they feel unworthy, it would be interesting to know why they feel unworthy. Mm-hmm. What journey have you been on that has made you feel unworthy? Right. Get to the source, the, the root of it. Yeah. Because even in that journey, his word says he never leaves us nor forsakes us. Right. I believe God is true to his word. I do too. Amen. So even when you don't see him, even when you don't feel him, it doesn't mean he's not working. Amen. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean he's not present. Mm-hmm. So don't decide to not trust him because of what you have experienced. True. Because of how you feel. Mm-hmm. Feelings come and go. Yes, they do. Feelings come and go. And sometimes as human beings, our feelings are based on the things that are currently around us or the things that we've experienced. Mm -hmm. But it is still not a question of God's character. Right. Right. I, I like to say, whatever you go through, God is not surprised. Isn't that the truth? Yes. It hasn't taken him by surprise. Mm-hmm. Even the bad moments. Right. Even the moments of feeling unworthy. He's not mm-hmm. surprised. He is not surprised at all. Even the moments where you felt used and abused. Right. There you go. He's not surprised. He is not surprised. Not but at he's all. He's still there. He's still yes. there. Still there. There you go. Still there waiting for us to, um, you know, come back to him. And if we are with him to come to get, he's waiting for us to get to that level where we are confident in knowing who we are in him. And knowing that in order for us to be able to get there, to be able to heal, like you said, to go back to what was my journey that led me to think that I was unworthy. Mm. 
you know? Yeah. There's, there's a, a picture, an image that the spirit laid on my heart a few years ago. Mm-hmm. And every so often I get that image back again. But it's literally Jesus standing with his arms open wide. Okay. And he just says, come. Come. Mm-hmm. You feel unworthy? Come. Mm-hmm. You feel guilty? Come. Hmm. Regardless of how you feel, just come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you come and allow that embrace, when you come and allow him to wrap his arms around you, mm-hmm. when you come and you, you release the weight of unworthiness that you are carrying, Mm-hmm. And you embrace all that he has. Right. You embrace the love that he has for you. It makes a difference. It can melt your heart, literally. Amen. But mm-hmm. you have to be willing to come. Mm-hmm. They say the Holy Spirit is a gentleman. He will not force himself on you. Isn't that the truth? That is so the truth. That's the one thing about God is he gives free will. He does not, like you said, he will not try to force himself on us. He will not try to control us. He can allow situations to put a little heat there in hopes that we'll change our mind. But at the end of the day, he won't make us do anything we don't want to do. Exactly. And sometimes we like to say that God is in control. Mm-hmm. And yes, he is in control, but he has given us control too. Right. So my thoughts are not God's responsibility. My <laughs> feeling of unworthiness is not God's responsibility. It's my responsibility. Right, to deal with that. Right. It's my responsibility to change my thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. the Bible says, renew your mind. Yes. What does renewing your mind, what, what, what's that about? Right. You get into his word. You read the scripture. You see what it says about you. You question right. this thought. Yes. Um, voice in my head, you're saying I'm unworthy. But exactly. the word of God says I am more than a conqueror. The word of God says I am, you know. Yes, yes, yes. Amen. You take that thought back mm, to the word mm. of God. And if it doesn't align, put it in the bin. There you go. Later. <laughs> Put it in the bin because our feeling of unworthiness, going back to your question, our feeling of unworthiness is always going to be a hindrance to our faith. It sure is. Yes. It's mm-hmm. always going to be a hindrance to our faith. And yet the Bible says that we please him when we have faith. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I spoke to a young lady some months ago. And as we were to, as we were talking, I said, I said, do you trust God? Mm-hmm. I just, yes, I do. I said, do you really trust God? Right. Because when we break down this this idea of trusting God, when right. we look at my my perfect scripture for trusting God is exactly. Proverbs three five mm-hmm. to six. Right. 
trust in the Lord with all your heart Amen. and not on your own understanding. There you go. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. Amen. Amen. It's a process. Mm-hmm. That is so true. Like you said, it's a process. It's not a one-time and done deal. You know what I'm saying? And yes. Just because you're looking at your past. And- yes, but that, that is so true, though. Like you said, when it comes to that unworthiness, it can just go into every area. Uh, it affects our faith and um you know, in turn, it just affects our walk with Jesus in general. You know what I'm saying? Because our minds are like, you know, we've got this tape recorder going, I'm not enough, I'm not enough, I'm not enough. You know what I'm saying? And and, and not getting to the root of it, only it only worsens the problem. Mm. You know what I mean? Definitely, definitely. And as you as you were speaking, one of the things that came to my mind is the lady with the alabaster box. Yes. She could have decided to sit in one corner and feel unworthy mm-hmm. because of the state of her life. Exactly. But she knew that by getting close to Jesus, she can let go of the unworthiness. Mm-hmm. She can lay it down. Oh, my word, yes, lay it down. And that's exactly what she did as she broke that alabaster Mm -hmm. book. Yes. When I try and picture that moment in my mind, it it almost seems very strange. You're you're sat in a room having dinner and this lady walks in and she's just sat at your feet and she is... And she's wiping his feet. Yes. Yes. With her, was, her hair, her tears. Oh my goodness. That sounds like a very intense moment of worship. It is. It is. Mm. But she could have felt unworthy. True. The lady with the issue of blood, she could have felt unworthy. She was an outcast to society. Yes. Amen. So much. Mm-hmm. Trying to look for a cure. Yes, yes. So she had every right yes. to feel unworthy. Amen. Because most times we feel unworthy, we feel like we have beef for God. We feel like we are angry with God. We feel like, you know, we want to pick a fight with God. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. But if you will just come, hmm. feel that embrace. Yes. If you will just come, Lay down the burden. Lay it down. Touch the hem of his garment. Yes. Release the feelings of unworthiness. Mm-hmm. Release the feeling of pain. Release the feeling of guilt. Right. And allow the love of God to filter through your mind, to filter through your heart, to filter through your spirit. Man. It makes a whole lot of difference. Mm-hmm. Regardless of what you have been through in life, you are not unworthy. Amen. He, he died for that very reason. Amen. He sure did. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. He died for that very reason. And he, he didn't die for, for this pastor and that prophet and, and that apostle. He died for you. Right, right. We are all a part of that. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the Bible says that he, he first loved us. Mm-hmm. He first loved us. And we know that his love is unconditional. He does not say, I'm going to love you on your good days and I'm going to hate you on your bad days. No. Right. Mm -hmm. He doesn't say, I'm going to love you when you feel like it. No, even when you don't feel like it. I still love you. Amen. Come Come on. Yeah. So yes, you might feel unworthy. You might feel like you you don't deserve it. You might feel like you're not enough. He's not calling you to be enough. No, he's not because he's because already he's still enough, enough on the cross. Yes. Exactly. Yes, that qualified us right there, right? Yes. What you don't have, he makes up for it. Yes, he does. Yes. The weaknesses you have, he makes up for it. Amen. He's not calling us to come all perfect and all, you know. Just come and let loose. Amen. There you go. Let it loose. (laughs) That's right. Yes, just like the lady when she, like you said, when she poured, you know, the oil and and cried and then just took her hair, you know, she let loose. Sometimes we, we want to come to God like we are perfect. Right. We still have the sense of unworthiness, but we, we come like we are perfect. That we come so with, the, with the makeup. We come with the right. mask. God is not about this. Right. He's about your heart. Yeah. He looks on the inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's going on in here, baby? That's what he wants to know about. <laughs> that's, that's what he's concerned about. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yes, you might be battling something in your head. But he's concerned about what's going on in there. Right. Yep, there you go. At the end of the day, what's in our hearts, that's what he's concerned about. Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's one of those things that you have to let go. Yeah. Otherwise, you will never fully experience the love of God. You will never fully experience his promises. You will never fully experience what it means to have a relationship and to be intimate with him. You will never really experience it. Mm-hmm. Imagine a, a marriage relationship because that's what our work with God is like. It's, it's a right. marriage. It's a marriage. Imagine a marriage relationship where, you know, let's say my husband is always saying, I love you. He's always doing these things. And I'm saying, but no, I'm not worthy. I don't deserve your love. What kind of of marriage is that going to (laughs) be? They buy me something else. I don't deserve it. It's it's not going to work. Right. It's not going to work. I, I got to accept it and say, yes, baby, if you need to buy me this, buy me this. It's up to you. That's how you're going to express your love to me. <laughs> right. If that's you showing me you love me, that's mm-hmm. that's great. I'm not going to push it away and say, I don't deserve it. Right. Amen. Because you saw something in me when you married me. True. When he died at Calvary, he saw something in you and I. Right. He that's sure why he did. Loved us. Right, right. That's how we know we got our enough because he saw something 
Like you're worth dying for. Yes. Mm-hmm. And that, that's it. You're worth dying for. Mm-hmm. So when the feeling of unworthiness comes, just tell that thought. It doesn't matter because I was worth dying for. Amen. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Honestly, because it is going to affect how you see God and how you approach God. That's true. It will. Mm-hmm. Yep, just moving forward. You know, exactly. yep, yep, knowing we were worth dying for. Now, what would be your definition of the words? I got two for you. One is resilience, and the second one is flourishing. Resilience and flourish. Mm -hmm. For me, resilience is about staying power. Mm. Yeah. So, not giving up. Staying in the race. Mm -hmm. Yes, times might get tough. There might be moments where you feel like throwing in the towel. But when you're in that place of living an empowered life, when you're in that place where you realize, wait, wait, God has my back. I'm not in this by myself. Right. It's not me, myself, and I. It's me, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. When you realize those things and you hold on to him. hmm there are moments where we have to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. There are Amen. moments where we have to be still and know that I am God. Yes, is it tough? Yes. Do you want to give up? I want to give up. But mm-hmm. Holy Spirit, help me. Amen. Help me. Yes. Help me to stay where you have me. Amen. Because That is so true. God allows certain things to happen for a reason. Yes. There is a process, and process requires resilience. Mm-hmm. You cannot just come dip in, dip out. Right. Yep. Process requires resilience, and if you don't stay the process, be sure you're going to come back around that cycle again. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that the truth? I'll always say you, you called yourself going from point A to point Z, but you ended up right back at point A because you went around healing instead of going through the healing process. Honestly. And sometimes we, we, we pray and say, Lord, take this burden away, take this issue away, take this situation away. And that's fine. But maybe we need to flip our prayer and say, Lord, help me to see what you want me to see in the midst of this. Mm-hmm. Help me to learn what you need me to learn in the midst of this. Right. I remember one time, I hope this 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 fits in, but I remember one time listening to um listening to a pastor who had a church in New Orleans mm-hmm. at the time of Katrina. Right. And he went to God, he was really angry with God. He went to God and he said, Lord, why did you allow this to happen? The church was flourishing. Everything was going well. Mm-hmm. And now this happened. And you know what God turned around and said to him? God said, trust me. Mm. 
So, yes, the, the, the storm might be really hard, might be really bad, and you're feeling squeezed and pressured. But being resilient and staying in that place, knowing that there is a purpose to me being here. This is part of the journey that God has me on. Right. Because resilience is not just something you do in your own strength. Right. Especially for us as Christians. Mm-hmm. Resilience is not something I do in my own strength because every situation that I go through, especially the difficult ones, I have to realize that I am nothing without him. Amen. I have to realize that I cannot make it without him. Amen. So the resilience is me holding on to him and saying and saying and saying, Lord, I'm going to stay here until you're done, until the job's Amen. done. Right, right. Is that power? Is that is that that sense of I need to stay here? Mm-hmm. I need to, and and it's not just about staying and feeling deflated or just staying and being negative about it, mm-hmm. but staying and still seeing the the beauty in the midst of the ashes. Amen. Saying yes, Lord, this is hard, but give me the strength to make it through. Mm-hmm. And He comes through. He does, doesn't he? That is so true. He comes through. Yeah, he but comes we, through. We need to bring in that sense of resilience and holding on to him. True. Now, going to the other word, flourishing, I love that word. I absolutely love that word. Mm-hmm. For me, flourishing is blooming. It's like a flower. Mm-hmm. And you are in your moment. Mm. And you're just, just, just shining. You're yes. just shining. And, you know, the, the Bible says in Psalms chapter one that we should be like a tree that mm-hmm. is planted. Mm. And when we are planted in the right place, we will bear fruit in due season. Mm. That's flourishing for me. It sure is. That is flourishing right there. It's bearing fruit in due season. Mm. And when you're flourishing, there's there's a knowing you have in your heart. Mm -hmm. There's there's a knowing. Yes. When you're flourishing, you're in that place where you are. You're in the place where God wants you to be in that season in time. Yes, true. One, one of the things that the church that I go to has been focused on at the moment is we're praying to be in alignment with God. Mm-hmm. And that's what flourishing is about. It's right. about being in alignment with mm-hmm. his plan, with right. his will, with his purpose for you. Mm-hmm. And just, just running with it. Right. Just, just mm-hmm. running with it. You don't have to intentionally go and say, I, I, I'm going to make sure I flourish. But when you plant yourself in the right place, when you are in John 15, the Bible says we abide. Mm. And when we abide, we can bear much more lasting fruit. Mm. But we have to abide. We have to stay connected. Mm. If you... Take a flower mm-hmm. away from the plant that right. it's actually connected to. Mm-hmm. 
give it some hours, maybe give it some days if it's in water, but it can't continue to flourish if mm-hmm. it's cut off right where it needs to be connected. Exactly. So flourishing for me is about being connected and being in alignment mm-hmm. with where God has you in the season. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes we can be going through dry seasons and we think we're not flourishing. But if you're bearing fruit in due season, mm-hmm. you are flourishing. That is true. Yeah. Even when things are going, you know, you're going through trials, you can still flourish at the same time. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But it's you know, the, the choice that's ours, though, right? We we have a part to play. Mm-hmm. We have a part to play. So, so the Holy Spirit gives us the ability. You know, the Bible says that he has given us everything that pertains to life and godliness. Mm-hmm. So it's up to us to tap into it. It's that up to true. us to abide, mm-hmm. to stay connected, right. to be planted in the right place. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's not, it's not his responsibility to keep me connected. That is so true. I need to do something to plug in. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I need to, to connect to the right people. I need to connect to the right, the, 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 the right family, the right community. Oh, for sure. Because even with flourishing, if you're in the wrong place, if you're connected to the wrong things, you're not going to flourish. You won't flourish. Yeah. If you're not where you're supposed to be. And like you said, when we, we go back to those five people, if we're not, we're supposed to be and we're around the people that we should not be around. We're not going to flourish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And you know, the Bible says about the, the sons of Issachar, yeah. they understood the times and they knew how to apply themselves. Mm-hmm. That's flourishing. Yeah, that's flourishing. Yeah. understand the season that you are yes. in. Right. And then you act according to that season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So I've got, let's see. One more question before I get to the, the fun, the few fun questions I have. Okay. All righty. A woman comes to you and say, I want my power and identity back. And then what do you tell them? <laughs> Okay. Um, I would say step one, get right with God. Yes. Get right with God Mm -hmm. so that you can discover his love for you Mm -hmm. so that you can discover who he has created you to be. Yes. So that you can discover who you are. Mm -hmm. So you can discover the burden and the assignment that he has for you. Amen. Now, that might sound very spiritual, but if we believe that he's our creator, then he's the one that determines our purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. This, when this pen was made, the pen did not decide, oh, I'm going to be used to write. Mm-hmm. It was the maker of the pen that decided what the pen was going to be used for. There you go. So get right with your maker. Mm-hmm. Get right with God and let go. Yeah. 
let go of yourself. Mm-hmm. Let yes. go of your insecurities. Let go of your, your, your weaknesses, your vulnerabilities. Switch off that voice in your head that's saying you don't deserve it. That's saying mm-hmm. they're not good enough. That's mm-hmm. saying you can never do better. Switch Amen. that voice off. Right. And start listening to the right voices. Amen. So get right with God. Surround yourself with the right community. The other thing you need to do is be conscious of what is coming through your eye get and your ear get. Right. Because sometimes what we need to do is ask God to help us see ourselves the way that he sees us. Right. Because that might just be the key that you need. Mm -hmm. To see yourself the way that he sees you. Amen. So if you need to pray that prayer, pray that prayer, say, Holy Spirit, open my eyes. Let me me see myself the way that you see me. Right. I like to pray that prayer. And sometimes mm-hmm. God will use other people to come and tell me how he feels about me. Mm-hmm. I shared this with, with, with someone a few weeks ago. And I, 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 I mentioned to her of a time that I went to an event and it was mm-hmm. a worship kind of soaking environment. Right. And this lady just came up to me and she just said, God wants you to know you're his precious pearl. You don't find pearls anywhere. Right. Just like that. They're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not everywhere and here and there. Right. Pearls are special. Mm-hmm. And she, she just said, God just wanted me to let you know. Hmm. And I was just like, God, thanks for the reminder. Thank you. Amen. Thanks for, for letting me, thanks for giving me a glimpse of how you see me. Mm-hmm. So sometimes that's what it that's what it's gonna take. Mm. It's just asking God to open our eyes right. so that we can see ourselves the way that He sees us. Mm-hmm. So for that lady, get right with God. Yeah. Get into right standing with Him. Allow his word to just wash over you. Yeah. Change the things you're listening to, the things you're watching. Mm-hmm. Pick up the right books. True. Yeah. Start to see yourself differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it helps, do affirmations. Amen. Mm-hmm. Go through the word of God. What does the word of God say about you? Write it down. Stick it somewhere. If you're supposed to not, stick it somewhere. Stick it somewhere. So that when you look in the mirror, you can say to that person looking in the mirror what the word of God says. Amen. Mm-hmm. That Amen. What we need. Amen. Of those steps will work. Any of those will work. Thank you so much. I got just a few quick fun questions to wrap up. Uh, What are five songs you got on your playlist that you feel like you can't live without? Five songs? Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Right, okay. So 
one of one of the songs is um Jaira. Okay, I love that one. Because it's just a constant reminder. Yes. It's it's a constant reminder for me. Mm-hmm. He's he's all I need. It's it's not about me. Yes, isn't that the truth? Yes, and we, we need those reminders, of, don't we? That's we need those reminders. So Jaira is one. Um, the other one for me at the moment is, oh, I'm not sure of the title, but it let the fire on my altar never burn out. Oh, wow. Huh. I'm about to look that one up. Let the fire on my altar never burn out. Honestly, that when I when I think of what that song really means is I, I never want to run out of love for you. Mm-hmm. I never want to get to a place where I'm so dry that I don't connect with you, Lord. Yes. So that's, that's, that's one that's that's, that's there for me right now. Mm -hmm. Um, Another one would probably be, okay. We need to get to five, right? Okay. Yes. So another one for me right now um, is one that my, my daughter has been playing a lot, funny enough. Um, I raise a hallelujah. Mm. Wow, I like that one. Just 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 <sighs> being able to just give thanks to him. Mm-hmm. Mm. In the midst of your enemies, in the midst All of all of that. that, just raising a hallelujah. Amen. Raising a song of praise to him. Mm-hmm. That that's one that's really working for me right now. Um, and I've got two more, isn't it? The other song I would say as well, um, actually, it's not a particular, it's not a particular song, but mm-hmm. there's, there's a group on YouTube called Legacy Nashville. It's a church. Okay. And every week they produce some really good worship sets. Hmm. And the worship sets are about 45 to one hour long. Wow. And it just, it just, it, it just centers me. It helps me to just get back into that place, into that mm-hmm. place of prayer, get right. back into that place of worship, into that place of chasing after him. Yes. So that's, that, that's not necessarily a song, but it's, it's, that's a playlist that I always really refer back to. Mm-hmm. Um, and another one at the moment for me is what you're worthy of it all. Got you. It's, it's, Ooh. I wonder if that's the same one that I CC Winans. She might have done a version of it. Okay. The one I'm thinking about is um, let me let me try and sing it okay. if I can. Oh you're yes, you can. You're worthy of it all. For from you are all things. Unto you are all things. You deserve the glory. Yes, yeah, she has that. a version of that. Oh my goodness! And when I hear that, oh my goodness, yes. That's I, I, oh it just, yes, it just gives me a picture of the horse of heaven. Just mm-hmm. yes, you're down. worthy of it all. Yes, you're worthy, Lord. Mm-hmm. You're worthy, Lord. So yes, there's yes. there's five. <laughs> okay, now I've got two more questions, and then that way we will be able to wrap it up on time. So, um. Name two books 
that you are either currently reading or that you want to recommend? Two books. Can the Bible be one of them? It sure can. Oh, that's, that's Amen. General. Yeah. Well, definitely. No, definitely for me, the Bible is, is, is the foundation of my life. Right. It's the foundation of my life. So I would definitely recommend that. Another book I would recommend, based on some of the things that we've talked about, I would recommend Understanding the Purpose and the Power of a Woman mm. by the late Dr. Miles Monroe. Okay. Wow. It's based on, based on the stuff that we've talked about. Yes. That would be a very good book. Okay. That sounds wonderful. It helps you to understand why am I a woman? What's Hmm. so special to God that he that that he he decided to create a woman? Gotcha. Hmm. So 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 that that's that's a good one because it talks about how women are created from a place of love. Yes. So that's why we respond to love. Yes. But it's it's a really good book. Oh my word, yes. Okay, so the next question, (laughs) what is something that people often get wrong about you? Hmm. Um, At the moment, I would say my my nationality or my country of birth, should I say. Oh, really? Okay. Yes, because, because I'm married now, so I... I've taken on my husband's name and it's a Nigerian name. Gotcha. So sometimes people automatically think I'm Nigerian. Oh, got you. They, they, they start speaking to me in the local language and I'm just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just kind of smile. Exactly. <laughs> so so they have, then I have to remind them I'm not actually Nigerian, only by marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and then they probably go, oh, sorry. Exactly. So that's that's definitely one that some people get wrong at the moment. Wow. This has just been wonderful. And I just want to thank you so much and appreciate you for taking the time out to come and help women in reclaiming their power and identity so they will know that they are enough. And just real quick, if you could let the audience know, and then I'll have you to email me as well. So when I put the recording out there, they will know. If you can let them know where they can find you on social media. Okay, so you can find me on LinkedIn, just Elizabeth Olujimi. You can find me on Instagram, Elizabeth Olujimi again. Or you can find me on Facebook, um, Elizabeth Olujimi is fine too. Or you can find me on Twitter. I think Twitter, I am Liz Olujimi. Okay. So you can find me on either one of those spaces. Okay. And then did you have a website that you also want to send them to, or was it just best for them to reach you on those? And then you I, do, I do have a website specific for my coaching, um, but I can be contacted by that website anyway. So the website is dtbcoaching.com. Okay. So dtbcoaching.com is where they can go if they want to set up a session with you. Yes. Yes. So if you go on there, um, you can, Click and it will take you into my calendar and you can book a free 30 minute session with me and we can have a chat. And if you want to go ahead and book some coaching hours with me, I'm more than happy to serve you. Amen. 
Thank you so much, Elizabeth. Thank and you, you have a blessed rest of so your much. Wednesday. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank I can give back, but I'm not intact to be sharing all of that. You took the price to give me that life, and now it's never gonna fade away. When I see, I need more of him. He whispers the sweetest of mercies upon my ears and I won't go back the way it was again 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 and now a valley of grace where things would change I've seen the lights of